When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because you're listening to the Dubland Podcast with Suzanne and PJ. Show your Dubland Podcast up your ear holes. I think it could be, I think. Go again. Smarty. Oh, yeah, that's good. Jesus, sorry about that. You're going to hear lots of snorting. Oh, uh, have you got the lurgy as well? Yeah, I fucking hate snot. I hate snot. I'm really not into snot. And when, especially when I, I have I an abundance. Be, I don't want to be in the studio with you now, though, because I'm just like, I, f- I do not want that lurgy. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a curse of a thing. I have an abundance of snot to go around. I have enough snot to fill you every know, nose in here. You know you can get, like, for kids, because you know the way it's hard for that, you know? Sorry about that now. That was disgraceful. That was a banana repeat. I mean, I can't even blame the snot. Um... Things. You can get a thing for a kid called a snot sucker. Yeah. So you know when you've gone to the dark side that when you're like, it's actually, like, I actually can't do it. I'll probably dry retch, but you can physically suck the snot out of there. Like the dentist's silver, but you just stick it up your nose? Yeah, and you as the parent. There's a little filter, I think, that stops the snot going down your mouth, like, but you just go and suck the snot. So obviously it's one of them. I just got one that you go. Jesus, I love like one a, of them. Oh, I'll bring it in to you. Have a spare one at home. Never I, I, use it. You plug it in. No, you you have to get another human to suck it. Oh Jesus! Well, I'm never gonna find. No point. I mean, I'm never gonna find someone to do that. For Could me. you train one of the dogs to suck? I don't think dogs can suck. Actually, I don't think dogs have the ability to suck. Actually, now that you mention it, animal fact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, God. do you know what? Because there's there's like if there's a Channel Four series in that. If there was, if dogs could suck, I'm sure. God, I wonder can a dog suck? I'm That's sure an interesting question now. I'm going to have to figure that out. Can a dog suck? That's Let me Google it really quickly because okay. I'm curious, right? Oh, okay. Can a dog suck? Can a dog... This is probably another reason why your laptop should never be taken off you. Imagine <laughs> if this was out of context <laughs> and someone just saw you go... Oh God, that's the worst thing I could ever have in my, se- in my services. Can you imagine? The can burning I... question of the day. Wait, why do some dogs suck on items such as black? They don't. They do suck. Do animals, do dogs suck? They do, apparently, yeah. They even need their paws when they're sucking. So dogs can suck. Oh, there you go. That's the animal fact of the day. Dogs can suck. Wow. That means they can technically use a straw. Could you get one of the dogs to do that and we could film it? I wouldn't know how to get it to perform a suck. I wouldn't know how to do that. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if I gave a dog a straw, would the dog go, yeah, no problem, I get this. I think you just pull the straw out and go lapping. Dogs love to lap. I'm not just sure about a suck. La- it's lap... <laughs> <laughs> Why is everything to do with lapping and sucking? Even with dogs, it sounds dirty. Well, this is it, because what are you doing after the podcast? I'm going dogging. Now, I mean, when I say dogging, I mean I'm going out walking my dogs. I'm just sick that perverts have destroyed the word dogging to their own accord. They've done something that involves nothing to do with dogs at all. There's no dogs anywhere in, in near, or around the activities that they do when they're perverting themselves in the middle of the night, doing some weird shit, looking in windows of cars, playing with their wicky whacker, playing with their clan of kilty puddings, banging the bellies off themselves, looking at other people doing what they do. And for some reason, they've blamed dogs on it. They've called it dogging. Dogging is nothing to do. Dogging is what I'm going to do. I'm going dogging. I'm taking me dog for a walk around the cliff with me mates 
there will be no sexual contact, clothes will remain on, well obviously the clogs won't have clothes, but everybody else will be normal, having a chat, that's dogging. Dogging was around long before perverts, even the invention of the motor car which created the dogging of the perverts. You know the way that there's always like a link as to why one thing is named, you know, like yeah. the Hoover or, you know, that kind of thing. So there in lies, does, do dogs like to watch people having sex? Is that where the dogging came from? I'm know. just trying to find out what the link is, why dogging is called dogging. I don't know. You have me Googling now. I'm going to go. Oh, why great. is it called dogging? If your history was looked up by anybody, <laughs> we'd be in a court of law. So far, we've looked up, do dogs suck? <laughs> Why is it called dogging? Oh God, my search history is going to be so evil. This is where people meet up in car parks and watch each other having sex. Sometimes other people join in, but mainly it's about the watching and the getting off. Ooh, I went dogging. That doesn't give me an explanation at all. Oh, hold on. Dogging derives from the term walking the dog. See? See? It is a pastime that has evolved from blokes taking their dogs for walks and stumbling across couples at it in the bushes. Theory. Oh, so that's why it's See, called dogging. I knew there had to be a link. So you say, I'm going to bring the dog for a walk. Like and what you you're did. really doing is taking the dog up, knowing where to be people having a hoo-ha in the bush, taking out your clonacilty and banging the belly off yourself. And the poor dog was a witness, an unwilling witness in this. Wow. And that's why it's called dogging. Now, justice for the dogs everywhere. If they could talk, they'd be in, they'd be in some type of counselling all over the world. Of course they would. Jeepers, that's a terrible thing to make a dog watch. Speaking of dogs, uh, hello, welcome to the Dublin Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, episode... 20. 20. I think we're on episode 20. Jesus. You're very welcome along. Um, first things first, speaking of dogs, right, can you set me straight on this? Because <laughs> I take exception. Um, it was Mother's Day the other day. I was, yeah. Yeah, so happy Mother's Day to all the mams and the carers and everybody else in between. But on my timeline on Facebook, there was people wishing people a happy Mother's Day to the mothers with fur babies. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I totally get that. I'm a doggy daddy. You're not. I am. You didn't birth it, the dogged. Well, my mother didn't birth it me either, but well, she's still my mummy. Oh, I knew the adoption would come into this somewhere. <laughs> It's been a couple of episodes we haven't mentioned adoption. Yeah, you have human babies uh, and you have 40 babies. Uh, it doesn't matter if they, uh, if they, you had to grow them yourself in the back garden or not. They're just, uh, they're your babies. I'm a doggy daddy. Yep, I'm a doggy daddy. There's and no I, point in pursuing this any further. And I have to say, one of, the, my pro, one of the reasons I call myself a doggy daddy is just to watch the look on real parents' faces when I say I'm a doggy daddy. Because I know that they immediately think, you you have no fucking idea. To be honest, I think dogs are probably harder to, like people who, you know, get babies probably don't have any idea what's going to happen. But also therein lies the problem with people sometimes who get dogs because they have no concept of just how much. That's why I wouldn't oh, have a dog. There's so much work in there's them. There's a lot of work in so them. So they are on par. I just... I don't know if they're on par. Like for instance... They're neat, like, they're like each if other. If I had a daughter yeah. that didn't have a tail. I wouldn't be able to just lock her out in the garden when I wanted her to go and have a poop. You know what I mean? No, no, they're definitely, there's child laws against Yeah, there's that. all of that. You know, I don't have to like, uh, you know, just let them out in the garden. I don't just throw on a bunch of dry nuts into a bowl and say, knock yourself out, love. I couldn't do that with a daughter. No. You know what I mean? Uh, I can't go out on my own for two hours and say, just look after the house. I couldn't do that with a daughter. No. So I think it's probably a little bit easier. But then at the same time, a daughter doesn't demand that you go for a two hour walk around the cliffs every day. You'd be surprised if you met my son. He's quite demanding. <laughs> over in his buggy hanging out of a gun. Out. Out. And it's less, people are less willing to take a dog, I think. You know, because there's not, my, my mother wouldn't consider herself the dog's granny, for instance. So she doesn't have the same attachment to the dog. 
yeah. as you would to my nephews, for instance. Yeah. Uh, so there's can, like that. I can see that. So it's actually a different thing. It's actually an unwillingness. So I would sometimes have the dog in my ma's house, mm-hmm. and then I get a call. You need to collect your dog because your nephews are coming over, and I'd be like, "Well, that's not very fair. My dog was there first. You PJ, take the fucking dog out of the house." And I think there's an injustice to that. Meanwhile, Lilo's like, "We can all get along." Yeah, Lilo was no problem. Lilo's like, "Oh, I don't mind the kids," but the kids are like, "Out, oh, go." Do the kids not like Lilo? Well, they're a little bit afraid. You see, it's not Lilo so much Wendy. Wendy's huge, right? I mean, that big dog Wendy, she's a monster, so it's like a pony. So to them, it'd be like, imagine you walking into the house and there's a fucking cow there. And someone's going, don't worry, the cow's grand. You go, I know the, the cow's, cow's grand. Going over but I'm significantly uncomfortable with an animal that size walking in front of the telly when I'm trying to eat my food. It's freaking me the fuck out. I don't want to be in the room with the cow. You know, if you're a little, if you're only two foot high, yeah. that a big, big dog scares the life out of you. So I suppose I get it in that way. But mm. my argument would be, don't bring the fucking kids over. Do you know what I mean? If, the, if you don't like the dog, because that's where the dog lives. Like you couldn't call over to my house and say, "Peach, I'm heading over. If I want fancy watching your telly, you don't mind fucking off out the cinema, or going on a date or something." <laughs> you give me there, but it's my house. Yeah, no, it but uh, I'm kind of. I was gonna call over and say hello to someone else. So I'd appreciate it if you fucked off. Well, they could just put you out the back. Yeah, with a see, bowl of nuts see that, there'd be a row I, I wouldn't take well to that I'd probably say I don't fancy going out it's fucking freezing it's the first week in March I'd so there's inconsistencies well. in both is there's what we're saying there's inconsistencies in both they're, okay. they're maybe not as difficult as each other but neither is easy yeah that's true you know what I mean okay good work <laughs> that's good work. all I'm saying there we go but yeah Mother's Day what a pain in the hole what a pain in the hole they should have a Mother's Week split it the fuck up it's the same with Valentine's. Neither Valentine's no, week. Valentine's isn't even a thing, so let's oh, well, over Neither's that. Mother's but Day. But it's not, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big one for Mother's Day either. Maybe because I'm new to it. Although, in fairness, Aldi sent me like a massive bouquet of flowers into work. Uh, into 4FM, thank you for our studios. Uh, they sent me a massive bouquet. I was just like, who are those from? And they were from Aldi. I was delighted with myself. You can go. get everything in Aldi. So that I, that was the first time I kind of went, I'm into this Mother's Day gig. Yeah, I don't know. Ask someone that works in a restaurant what they think of Mother's Day. Ask oh, them. Oh, no. And they'll tell you. Ooh. It's full of fucking cranky old ones yeah. getting picky on the menu and young lads suffering. Sweating. Suffering the company of their old ones. <laughs> In fairness, we got off easy. She doesn't listen to this because I've warned my mother off the podcast. She's like, I might listen to you. Don't listen to the podcast. Um, she got she doesn't do any dates like as in yeah. Mother's Day and whatnot. She refuses to go for dinner because she yeah. says the service is always. I mean, bad. I won't go anywhere. So she don't do it. I She's couldn't, like, I couldn't no. wrestle her into a restaurant. No. I couldn't do it. And don't get me wrong, right? Don't get me wrong. I love my mother, right? I love my mother more than anyone I have ever loved mm-hmm. on the face of the fucking earth, right? Yes. But you put me in the same room as the woman for two hours, I want to punch her in the face. Fair enough. I want... Wa- <laughs> because... I think I might have told you this before. I think... Because you just go... It's the... F- I don't know what it is. And I'm starting to feel it myself now. That you hit a certain age, you can't tell a fucking story anymore. You mm-hmm. can't tell a story anymore. And Maz... Maz are unbelievable because, you know, it's like, I'm going to tell you that story that I wanted to tell you for the week, but I'm going to start at the end. And then when I'm finished the end, then I'll do the beginning. And then when you're totally lost, and I know you don't give a shit about anything anymore, then I'll do all the irrelevant details that be- belong in the middle. And then you're just, shut the fuck up, ma! Shut up! Shut the fuck up! And you it just, and then you go, you know Mary up the road, no. You do. I don't, ma. You do, Peter. I don't, ma. I never met the woman. You do know her. The woman with the hat. I don't know her. You're like, well, she's dead. Well, I don't give a fuck, ma. Because I never met the old witch. So I don't know what it is. 
So yeah, I just think it's a break it up over a week. Break to be it up honest, over a week. I think my mom lured me into a bit of a route this week. To be honest, because on Friday I had to drive to the very like from one. I live like on the far side, the south side. I had to drive to the very far of the north side because I had to go to Carrie's closet to pick up a dress that for a gig we were doing on Saturday night. Yeah, and so my mom came with me because I had to try on dresses and stuff, and she likes that thing, so I brought her with me. So she's luring me in, I think, to the Mother's Day thing. And then as we, I had a headache, and as we were coming back, my headache went into a migraine because between my mom's perfume it was kind of warm I'd had a few drinks on Thursday night and it just as I was driving across the M50 the car started to go double but I said to my mom can you just not talk to me for a couple of minutes because I've just have no no she was still she just ignores that and just yeah. keeps going and going and going but we got home and I ended up having to go to bed in my mom's and she instantly went into mommy mode Yeah, and she like came up with tea toast ah. into the bed tucked me in and I was like you're luring me into having to get you something for Mother's Day now because you've stepped up your game but that's where Ma's shine yeah. when you're sick yeah. you know that when you have sickness yeah. when you think you're a grown up you think you're an adult you think I can fucking deal with life I think I know what's going on with life yeah I'm alright yeah I know how to handle myself and then you get sick and you're in your mask she says, would you like a cup of tea I love a cup of tea man. Yeah. Hey, well, you know do you want me to make it in uh, them scampies you like and all yeah I like the scampies that you like and all and all of a sudden do you don't want to punch like a man them. in the face no. now all of a sudden you remember that she was very nice to you for the last 40 years of your life and that's you're just true. an impatient intolerant that's shit fle- that's fleeting though that <laughs> changes that, when you start to feel better you're kind of like oh Jesus she's at it again but, remember yeah, Christian anyway. Bale punched his man in the face do you remember that <laughs> years ago was it Christian Bale I think it was when he was Batman he punched his man in the head. I have a question for the nerds of the world. You. Well, yeah. I thought Superman and Batman would have been friends. But oh, yeah, I, I saw, that as well. I I saw a poster this morning coming into work and it's like Superman versus Batman. And I would have thought, I would have thought they would have been like, yo, Bat, what's up? And he were like, story, Super, because obviously man will be their surnames. Yeah, in, of course. In my yeah, world. Yeah, so it's Bat and Super. Yeah, so Bat and Super would just be like going dogging together and whatnot, as in taking their super dogs for a yeah. bat dog for walks. Oh, no, and stuff. I assume the same. I don't really know what the story is there. It's just that. Uh, has, this, has this thrown the, the comic book nerd world into a ray? I haven't. A f- I haven't a clue. Let us I know. don't know a If you're one of thing. those ways inclined, tell us at Dublin Podcast uh, like, or at PJ Garrett. All I know about them. those movies is that they have to make them now because people don't go to the cinema for a regular movie. That's why they're making all these superhero movies. Really? Yeah, that's the reason. Because it's a cinematic experience. So if you make a superhero movie, people say, oh, you got to see it in the cinema. But if you make any other kind of movie, people say, ah, sure, we'll just download it. I'll just watch True. it at home. Oh, I'll just wait till Netflix buys I'll get it. it on the dodgy box. I'll get it on my digi box, yeah. yeah. But uh, they, so they're making all these superhero movies now because they lure people into cinemas. That's why they're doing it. It's, the, it's sort Safe of the to last say, gasp. That won't lure me to the cinema. Like, no. I hate the cinema. But like you're saying, the nerds, the nerds will love it. The yeah. nerds, nerds will be there going, oh my God. Superman and Batman are having a row. Oh, they're having to make a movie about Super and Bat. Ah, oh, what could possibly have gone wrong in the superhero circles of life? And those guys will be all intrigued and they'll plan a big day out and there'll be 50 of them sitting there all pretending not to shuffle in their pocket when Batman jumps out of his jeans. You know, it'll be all that sort of stuff. So I'd just... say it was Catwoman. I'd say Catwoman's been riding both of them and they've just found out. Maybe, yeah. Do you know? Yeah, Catwoman. Yeah. Gets around her. Or if they're in any other way inclined, A and other, like, I don't know, Captain America or whoever else is involved in that. I don't know, yeah. I don't Anyway. They're beyond me. The only one I know is that guy, what's the fella? I went to see his movie last week. Rude Spider-Man, I called him. Oh, what's yeah, his D- name? Dreadpool or something. Deadpool, that's, that's it. it. I've seen him. He's <laughs> a bit of Judge Dredd. 
somewhere between. I, d- I don't do comic books. Right, what have you got for me? Right, glory to the bus driver, bus driver, bus driver, glory to the bus driver, dust driver. I can't say bus driver man because that's stupid. You're singing a song. I am singing the song. Glory to the bus driver, bus driver, bus driver, glory to the bus driver, bus driving man. Although it's not a man, it's bus driving people because the bus drivers won. They oh fucking won. Oh, yeah, they did. They fucking won. Okay, give us give us a quick week back. after week after week. I come in here and I say health and safety lunatics are ruining the country. There's another one I'm about to go on a rant oh, about. Oh Jesus! In a minute. Okay. But, and then they said to the Dublin bus drivers, "You can't listen to the radio as you work anymore. Apparently, it's dangerous. Not it's okay for taxi men to do it. It's okay for people bringing their kids to school to do it. But now a bus driver. Oh fuck no! A bus driver is a danger to the road if he listens to a radio." apparently. Well, I call that horseshit. And in fairness, the bus drivers call that horseshit. In fact, most of Ireland said, horseshit be on you, you shower of fucks. And they've <laughs> protested the life out of it. Uh, and they've won. They fucking won. It's the first victory against health and safety that I can remember in my lifetime. That's true. It's the first time they've, they've made them back down. And That's, so it begins, I would And so say. I would imagine and hope to Jesus. That's the second now. That's the second win you've had in two weeks of the dogs. Oh, the fucking dogs. You're yeah. right. It's two in a row. Mm-hmm. We're two weeks in a row. Oh, we should go for a hat Oh, Jesus. Now going we're afraid for the of your next rant. Oh, we're going for the hat-trick. Uh, so I'm delighted for the Dublin bus yeah. man. Over the moon. Thank God common sense in some way has managed to prevail in a society wrapped in cotton wool and special helmets. And we've we've done it. Oh, just I'm so happy for them. Good. I'm so happy. For them. I'm gonna carry me high fidelity 1980s ghetto blaster onto oh. every bus on the weekend, and I'm gonna bang out Bon Jovi just to celebrate the bus man. What's the one where he stands with the ghetto blaster in the garden though? I don't know. Oh, you know that one? It's like it's about the pirate radio station. He stands outside. Oh, I'll have to look that up. Go on. I don't know. I can't think of it. But then again, yeah. then just as I'm on a crest of a wave, happy and delighted, thinking that maybe there is common oh, sense Jesus. in the world. We see an article in the paper that they're trying to ban contact and tackling in rugby at schools level. Like what in the name of sweet suffering holy fuckerola is going on that they're thinking that's a good idea? Can you imagine the first Irish team we put out to, fa- to, to play the English or the Scots or the Welsh? Oh, never mind them fuckers. Imagine the New Zealand guys. Those big South oh, African blacks. fucking apes and they're fucking <laughs> monsters that come out of Australia every year. See them lads? They've got... Look, they've got wrists as big they're as my high, waist. Hybrid. Wh- wrists as big as my waist. Imagine you... It's all the vitamin f- D. Getting to the age of... What age are you when you finish school and get into real? 18. So, so 18, 19, maybe 20. And that's the first time in your life someone runs into you. Your fucking body will collapse. Your body will just sink. You, you'll be you'll just disappear in a puff of smoke. I mean, Irish rugby will just go from being an actual professional game that we're quite fucking good at, that we can mm-hmm. be proud of. Currently. Those lads go out there, they're like warriors. It's like they're lashing into people, playing hard. It's a gorgeous game to see them win, even though I'm not really into it. Even though I shouldn't be this impassioned boy. Yeah. But they go but you, love a, you love a rant. And they, yeah, well, I do love a rant. And they run into each other, they tackle each other. Imagine taking that out of the game and then for the first time ever, as young adults, they're getting stomped on by New Zealanders and Africans and uh, Australians. They're, they're, they're whole, they, we'd never be competitive again. We'd allow, never be competitive again. Allow me to piss all over your parade for just a moment, if you will. But it would seem, judging by the. Well, if you were to believe what you read in the media, it would seem, judging by the trend, that yeah. rugby will be extinct in about 20 years just due to, like that, 
um, obviously they're going to try and stamp out the contact. Yeah. And then they, I think, I think they're trying to stamp out maybe the kind of more head-to-head contact because the concussion side of things. Which, by the way, have you watched Will Smith concussion? No, I haven't. See, watched you that. watch Will Smith concussion that movie, and you'll actually go but, make it all. I understand your health and safety. I get it. I understand I've been that. Knocked out more times than I've been knocked awake. And. My case and my point sits in front of me. <laughs> okay, I'll take that one. Um, but yeah, so if you're to believe what you believe, read in the media that it will become defunct in about 20 years just on the basis that the bodies can't maintain. Because the actual game of rugby has really like it's morphed into something very different than what it was 20 years ago. Yeah, and even the way they train, their bodies train, what's expected of those young lads that are coming up through Junior Cup into Senior Cup yeah. and their bodies are but being they pumped. Wanna play. The players want to play. They want to take the risk. They are saying to themselves, I don't know, I know whether the they, they understand the bigger it. risk. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, oh. I think I'm, I'm, look, I'm like the voice of just kind of playing devil's advocate here, but. All I'm saying is players got to play, Suzanne. Players got to play. Sticking out a crash helmet on them, away you go. Well, maybe a rugby helmet isn't the worst idea. I don't know. I just think it's crazy. You know what rugby is without tackling? Chasing. It's chasing. You're on. That's what rugby is. It's chasing Stick with a... Stick kiss in there and I'm going to watch it all day. It's chasing with an inflatable egg. <laughs> did I? <laughs> yeah, I did. I went to a girls' school. Did you know that? Did, again, that's very Irish. You probably have a middle name that's Mary, do you? No, I did. I honestly went to an all-girls' school. Yeah, I did, yeah. My parents to left what it too age? late to enrol me into school. So my first school, I was the only boy in an all-girls' school. For four years. How old Until I made me communion. Oh, like low babies up until like, low first Low babies to first class and then I have to go and... Sure, you hadn't a clue. Go to a boys' school. You were just... Uh, and then go, there you go, talk about like going from not being hit to like out into testosterone. Yeah. Second class going, what? Yeah, came as a terrible shock. You have your own toilet and all. PJ got in to wash his hands. Putting on me trousers for the first time. what are these things? Do you guys not do skipping? We do skipping. Break us for skipping. Oh, God. But that's true. Yeah, I was in the Holy Fake Clan Tariff as a boy. Unbelievable. 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 Um, speaking of sports, um, so UFC. Yeah. So obviously Conor McGregor lost. Lost. For some reason, last night I ended up sitting watching it on 3E they, but they played all of the fights. And I know I sound completely stupid in saying that, but Jesus, Mary and mother of all that is Christ and good in this world. It is a gruesome graphic sport. It's right? pretty hard going, yeah. I honestly, at one point, actually, that's an out and out lie. Numerous times, I dry retched. No like, way. I actually dry retched watching yeah. it, right? I have to say, I agree with you. I find it a tough sport. I'm a boxing fan. I'm a big boxing fan. I love uh, I love one-to-one standoff pugilism. I mm. love a bit of pugilism. But uh, there's something about the UFC for me, cage fighting and MMA in general, that it's just, it just I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable watching it. But again, more power to them. If that's what they want to do, it's none of my... Fucking business. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, I enjoy that I, they can I do it. I respect that they do it, but the, the first match that I watched was two girls, uh, two, two women, sorry. Holly Holm. No, uh, it wasn't Holly no. Holm's fight. Um, it was the very first match. I can't think of their names, but they were very first on the cards. Two girls or whatever. Both had cornrows. Like, I, I know I sound like a total bird in saying this, but it's so unattractive. The hair is... So, and I understand their hair gets messed a lot, but it's just it was so unattractive. But what made it even more gruesome and unattractive, I'm trying not to even she had blood the other girl's blood in her hair yeah she was fighting her yeah but like <laughs> I don't think I realised right so I, I, Joey kind of was sitting he was kind of coming in and out of the room and then he ended up sitting beside me and was like Jesus the commentary which was me I was the commentary of the match right so some of the things that I said was oh Jesus there's blood streaming down her arm and it's not her own blood which is better generally yeah. speaking 
to the girls fighting, I was like, there has to be an easier way of making cash. Uh, some of my other ones was, I don't get it. He said, I said, I don't get it a lot, you know, right the way through it, right? And also, I was like, why do they have to wear cornrows? It makes them look a little less attra- attractive. The WWE fighters, at least they're kind of glamorous. The girls are. <laughs> yeah, but WWE is set up kind phony. Of shit knocked out of them, right? And then, so I watched that. Then I watched the Holly Holm game match. And that again was whatever. But then Conor McGregor came on. Yeah. Mother of God. So essentially he he was ill matched. You know, I don't I don't believe By his own he, choice. Yeah, he, he took it, but I think I think what Conor McGregor I think was about a now look, can I just point out by no means do I know shit about UFC. <laughs> so this is just a general assumption. Um but I think it was probably too much in two weeks to go up that amount of weight. Oh yeah, well that's insane saying that himself. I mean yeah. he put in, he took a punch, you know, he went up two weights. It's a big move. No yeah. one's ever done it before. It was huge. And it means you're you're slightly unmatched weight wise, you know? Yeah. Because then, you can you can go you can fight up a weight and put on, but you can't fight down a weight. So yeah. that's what enabled him to go and Fight this gotcha. Guy, you know? So this guy that he fought essentially is he if he wasn't part of the UFC, in my opinion of him, was that he'd just be locked up somewhere in the States. He's just a thug who's good at karate with a long like he's really long arms. Did you see his arms? It was like they were fake. And Conor McGregor is is not a tall a and stature guy. guy. No. So I'm kind of going, sure, he can't even reach him. It's he he might as well put his hand on his head and Conor McGregor going. But then, to be fair to McGregor, he won the punching. You know, when, when uh, with he, the stand-up punching, yeah. he, was, he was quicker. But he mixed so many of the, the lefts. He missed so many because he couldn't reach him. It was only when he kind of moved in because his posture was bad. McGregor made contact, but that was that was it. Like, I think what took McGregor blood. by surprise looking back was that he could hit the guy easy. He could hit him all day, really. Uh, it's just that he realised it was ineffective. Mm. So he's hitting this guy. This guy is... 20 pounds whatever he is he's a lot bigger than the mm. other guys he's been fighting so where these punches would land on smaller guys yeah. in front of the way they'd be knockout punches yeah. he's landing knockout punches on this guy's fucking head yeah. and this guy's just looking back at him with blood rolling down his face and he's still got plenty of fight left and I think that's probably what maybe I don't know look like you I don't fucking really get the sport but I think I that that's what happened but I've never been a big McGregor fan. He's a bit brash for me, I have to say. He win- wins his all the fight and gives his fingers to the ring or whatever. Yeah. But you can't knock the guy. You can't knock him. He was He's a fucking defeat. plumber from Crumlin. <laughs> Do you know what? He's a fucking plumber who went off to f- learn how to throw a few kicks and a few hooks. Uh, then he takes it. He goes to the States. He he starts fighting. He starts doing appearances like three grand day appearances. Then he starts doing his big fights. Then he brings the UFC. You know, in fairness, yeah. he's li- worldwide lifted up that mark, that label, uh, that brand. Then he takes it back to Ireland, to his own hometown. He gets this army of fans following him. He becomes a multi, multi-millionaire. And he says, fuck it, you know something? I'm going to take a punt. I'm going to see where the line is. Yeah. So he decides to do something nobody else has ever fucking done and go two weights above himself. And yeah, he loses. And then all these maggots come out of the woodwork. Oh, there's always a maggot. Maggots! Maggots! Who, who want his fucking life and can't have it. And they're all saying, it made me laugh because you're watching him on Facebook. Uh, he, he topped out too early, you know. Topped, if I had him, he should have been holding if up. If had been or, me. He should have gotten his arm and shoved it around his ear and thrown him on the ear. Oh, Fuck off. This is coming from people who have black belts in fucking karaoke. Is, yeah, black belts in Guinness. Yeah. Black belts in, in fucking <laughs> stitching shit. Yeah. It was just, I just think, fuck it. You know, so when you see that level of criticism being thrown at a guy who took a real punt, oh. it, I have to say, he shut the fuck up with me. I wouldn't, I can't knock him because I look at what he's done and think, I could ne- I never. If do you that, gave yeah. me 15 lifetimes, 
15 lifetimes I couldn't do it so fair play to I him. honestly watched it last night and I, I, when the match was finished and Nate Diaz was standing there and the like again I made dry wretch the blood was absolutely teeming out of his head I just was like I had to lift the cover up and just be like just tell me when they've wiped his face clean I might be able to kind of in some way look at it and then I just sat there and went do you know what for Conor McGregor's parents as much as I slag his dad because his dad's gas I honestly if, if Oisin came home or if I had a daughter and she came home and said do you know what it is ma'am I think I'd like to get into UFC I'd be like get in your room and I'll octagon the whole of it. <laughs> Shut up. Like it is high, and his girlfriend dude, it has to be hard to sit and watch someone get the shit knocked yeah, out of them. Like it has so. to be, yeah. And to go in and do it. So yeah, there you go. Anyway, that's that's my take on UFC. If you want me to come and commentate, uh, Dana, I am I'm available. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. You'd yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I don't get it. I don't get it. Like. This is shit. Why are they doing that? Leave her alone. <laughs> no, no, just make her don't touch her hair, she's had it done. It's pretty. <laughs> Oh, come here. Go on. Um, I got a grief off a lad the other day. Oh, I got into a fight with a fucking guard yesterday. Oh, oh, God. Jesus Christ. Some fucking... I'm parking me motorbike in town. Am I too ranty this week? Will I shut up no, and no, say something on. positive? No, no, no. I, I kind of like when you're ranty. It's funny. I don't know what's going on with me this week. Jeebus, normally I... Or will I just say something Are you in positive? your man period? I'm in my menopause, am I? Be, no, you haven't hit the menopause yet. You're no, still in the man period. Just the man period. Yeah, yeah, I'm on forty. Yeah. I've yeah. got a few years before the menopause kicks yeah. in. Then I'll be really fucked. Uh, but that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I'm parking my motorbike in town. Mm-hmm. Come into town. Normally, you go into town. Uh, you'll see when you go into the city in Dublin, every motorcycle parks on the path. Yes. Right behind the pole. So reason being, you're not in the way if you're beside the pole, and you're not taking up a car parking space. Uh-huh. So and so you're at the edge of the path, right? Gotcha. And a guard comes running over. Yeah. Get off the... Roaring at me now. Roaring. So he's in the humour. He's in the humour. He's having a bad day. So he starts roaring. Get off the path. So the first thing I said because he was roaring at me was, what's wrong with you? Do you want to calm down? Do you want to calm down? And then he got even more roary. Get out of the fucking path. Like speaking full on bog man right at this stage. I'm like, do you want to calm down? Do you want to calm down? He's getting, when you say that to someone who's irate, yeah, they know, just yeah. lose their shit Which, even to be worse. fair, it was a passive-aggressive tactic. I knew yeah. it would make him worse. And then he just goes, what gives you the right to think you can park in the path? I was there going, well, where do you want me to park? And he goes, on the road, <laughs> right? And then he says, do you want me to do you first? I went, do whatever you want, me. Whatever. You're in a bad mood. I'm, you've decided it's my bad day. Go ahead. Do whatever you want, right? He goes, whatever I want, is it? <laughs> Give me a look at your license. Right, so he takes my license off me. Sees everything's in order. The bike's taxed, no problem. And then he says, I could do you for four different charges for parking under... Right, and I was like, I'll do whatever you want. Just give me... I'm putting my helmet back on. I'm going. I'm going. He's like, you won't go there. So that's... Yeah, but... And then I said, where am I supposed to... Genuinely, where am I supposed to park in town? Mm-hmm. And he points at a loading bay. and says, park down there. And I was I can't park in a loading bay. bay. It's only five to four. And he goes... You're only breaking one offence down there, and you're breaking four on the path. So it was, and, and I said, and you tell me I'm making this up as I'm going along. You're making this up as you're going along, and he starts, and as he started roaring, I started revving the bike, and I drove off, and left him 
he was so annoyed, but then of course I parked around the corner on the path, obviously. obviously. <laughs> so I don't want to be in anyone's fucking way. So I parked on the path around the corner and walked past him again and someone else was talking to him. And I had to get into a building before he was finished talking to somebody else because I knew it would go on again. Yeah. Uh, so I was there waiting and so thankfully it was an old fella that was like shaking his hand and probably wanted to ask him what his favourite type of wine was or whatever it was. So I got away from him. But uh, there was, a, there was a, I have to say there was a sick pleasure in, in watching him get infuriated over something so small. Losing his ride. It, it's gas. If, you, if someone approaches you and they're really, really angry and you manage to not be angered at all by the situation and then you watch them get angrier. Yeah. It's a pleasurable experience. It is. It makes you feel good. I was kind of like, I felt like I'd done some yoga. You know? I, I probably got through the last maybe eight months of my time in Ryanair with that... Like literally yeah. with that way of thinking that people will come screaming <laughs> at you because they'd missed their flight. They'd missed their flight. Now, sometimes it was Ryanair's fault, but eight times out of ten, they missed their flight or had the wrong... And they literally just stand there doing that going, Ryanair, and go off on one and he just smiles and go, I understand. Yeah. I know, I guess. And it. that makes them worse. Cause now, can you just give me your 50 euro and I'll book you on the next flight? Because when you're polite... Let's <laughs> do this quickly. You're basically telling them, I don't give, give a, a fuck what happens to you because you're not being nice to me. Yeah. And I don't care if you even have a point. You are being a is knob. It kill, killed them with kindness. Is killed that them the... with kindness, yeah. If someone's a knob, if someone's shouting at you, you're never going to be, you're always going to be indifferent to what they think. I just, I, and I love it. I get a crack out of it. In fear of, of making it angry again. I oh. tweeted this morning and I Snapchat. Because I'm driving to work this morning and the clamp, so I'm, there's this really long, long line of traffic. Like, essentially, because the road I drive into work, I go, come out, drive along a road, I take a left and essentially I just drive from where I live a straight road the whole way into town it's just this big long stream of traffic so I got down to a part and there's a, a big long 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 bus lane yeah and there they are in the bus lane the clampers are they allowed cruising by all the way down to the top of the traffic lights and I'm going so I of course snapchatted because I was sitting in traffic snapchatted it <laughs> and then took a picture of it and then I tweeted Dublin City Council strangely they haven't answered and also Nobody has tweeted me back to say they're exempt because I'm sure instantly you get someone to go, clampers are exempt. But uh, yeah, no one's let me know now. So, oh God, and did you get the reg and all in the yeah. tweet? Yeah, oh, listen, it's all there. Oh, brilliant. Give us a retweet there. and I will, of course. Yeah. I love your clampers. Yeah, but there you go. I was like, PJ, I love this now. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know I will. There's the lads. Bleeding clampers. clampers. Inconvenience in the world for no good reason. There you go. Um, Deadly, yeah, that's a retweet for sure. <laughs> Bleeding clampers. Ah, oh, do you know what they should do? Round them up, right? Put them in the back of a clamper van, deliver them to Conor McGregor's gym, and use them for practice for his comeback fight. That's what they should do. You know, good idea. Tie their hands behind their back, let them all run around like skittles, and let McGregor knock them around the place. Practice, and then finally, they've contributed something to society. They've contributed to the accomplishments of a champion. You know, it would be the only thing that maybe they ever did good in their whole entire lives. You know, I, I would be all for that. I think we should support that. I think we should ask the Dublin County Council to line them up, handcuffs each off the guards, throw them into a van. Conor McGregor would, of course, enjoy the fullness of punching them in the skulls and kicking them across the top the of the The Dublin podcast heads. do not in any way condone violence. My hero of the week. Yes, me do. <laughs> <laughs> My hero of the week. Oh, yeah. Who's your hero of the week? Daily Mail. Uh, this is the best story I've read all week. I was not expecting that. Uh, a two-year-old girl steals... $5,000 from her dad's safe so she can buy Zayn Malik. Now, there's a couple of things that are amazing in this. Number one is that she's too 
Number two is the fact that where in her two years has she come across that you can buy people? Like, I think somewhere somebody should be checking their basement. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think there could be an international incident here that we're maybe not aware of. This could be a Sky News story. Yeah, so she basically went to her dad's safe at a smart so two, got into the safe with the code, took the five grand and then was trying to figure out how she could by saying Malik. Off Dundee or something she must have thought. Yeah, that was it. She's gone on adverts.ie or whatever, Dundee.ie. And... Fair play to her. She's got ambition. She's got ambition. At two. I mean, I mean she's only, she hasn't even peaked yet. She's got ambition. Yeah. That's She knows what she wants and she's going for it. That's, an, that's a champion of the future right there. That's the next Holly Holm. I always thought, you know the way they sell footballers, like they put a price tag on them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, uh, say this guy's 5 million, this guy's 26 million, this guy's 100 million, whatever it is, right? I always thought if I won the Euro Millions that I'd like to buy a footballer. Like maybe buy Michael Owen or something. He'd be going cheap these days. Oh, yeah, I don't think you can even buy him. He's no Michael Owen is probably a little bit too much. He has like a proper horse races and stuff. Like yeah, horse yeah. races. He's probably worth a few bob. Well, whatever. Say there's a footballer going for five million. Okay. Ten million even. Yeah. And you buy him uh and you sign him for a contract for two years and he has to hang around the gaff playing the PlayStation with you. I mean I always thought it'd be something about like why not? You know what I mean? If they're gonna sell themselves off to a club, why not just sell themselves privately to another lad who just wants to play PlayStation? Like trafficking. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know if it's trafficking if it's, a, if it's a contractual agreement, is it? If the two of you sit down and say, yep, yeah, I'm going to do it, then it's sort of like a, serv- a contract of service. That's like an escort agency. But isn't that like what the there's... football clubs do anyway? Isn't it? They, they, they say you have to move oh, here. So they, no, see, so they would provide a service, actually. See, so it wouldn't be like as in... Yeah, it, they'd it, have to entertain me. They'd have to like play PlayStation Would you get them like a little kit? Yeah, I would. I'd get one myself. Own. I'd do the whole room up like it was a football stadium. I don't think it would necessarily even play, have to be like a football stadium because they'd own them. FIFA 2016 right. every week, every day. Uh, and he'd let me win, obviously. And uh, Yeah, but just because he's good on a football pitch doesn't mean he's good with his fingers. I know, but you'd be able to say to your mates, you should come around to my gaff and play uh, Michael Owen on the PlayStation. He's there. He, he's, on his, he's on his retainer. He's mad for it. He's very good. He's getting better getting better I'm trying to think who we could buy and for that money like. that you're better than Michael Owen of football that's the whole bragging rights of it right amazing <laughs> who could you buy Eric Cantona he hasn't been around for years no, but you'd have to think about people who are like playing within the premiership at the moment that are probably on the peripherals or you know what I mean they cost you a fortune no they would they cost you a fortune who'd be out there now costing you a fortune no because like well, look we're not going to get Messi or Ronaldo for that money no Okay, so footballer worth ten million. Your man, that pervert lad, that um, he when he gets out of jail, for for being weird with the fifteen year old, you get him for a snip. You get it wouldn't. I don't think to be honest with He'd you. He'd actually pay you if you yeah. let him hide out your gaff. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd end up in another court case with that one. You get him for a snip, even but you wouldn't want him hanging around the house. That's the problem. Kevin Kilban, you'd probably get him, or yeah, you would. Yeah, do you know, you never uh, know. Richard Dunn. Richard He's not Dunn. Working. There you go. Yeah. yeah. See. See, now you're thinking. Yeah, I'm, See, just, I'm thinking inside the box because I'm thinking... So then know, when you start putting it that way, you Aston start thinking... Villas, like, you know, or then maybe like a Coventry City or something like that. You're not going to get... You're not going to get, get Zayn Malik. Well, listen. We're not going to get Zayn Malik. For 10 million, you could get Zayn Malik. If you, like, if I was going... It was Justin Bieber's birthday yesterday. Oh, God. Happy birthday, Biebs, if you're listening. If you were, like, on that, you could buy... For, I think for 10 million, you could buy... You know, someone from One Direction, I reckon. You maybe you could. See, see? no, you see. I this see. What I'm talking this about. is Your good. Your two-year-old had a bit of sense to her. Also, can I just my other here? I was kind of toying. It was on the same, slightly on the same level um, of age gap thing. Was that I was toying with my other hero of the week being Cheryl Cole. Why now? Because what she's she made do? it acceptable. What? What she made acceptable? Liam Payne. She's made that acceptable. And um, more power to you, Cheryl. Because 
he he used to be Liam Payne, who was like in you know One Direction, and he was fourteen. So for you know an older person like me, oh hold on, what's the age difference? I don't know the story. Yeah, so I think there's like fifteen years in the age difference. Or something fi- that he's fifteen years younger than her. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, but he's a grown man, right? What age? No, is he, he is. He's a grown man. He's in his twenties now. Oh, damn. But they first met when he was fourteen. And for people like me who One Direction came on the scene, they were too young, too young, oh, yeah. too young. So she's but played the long Cher- game, did she? Now, now Cheryl's in the cookie jar. She's made it acceptable, so now I can say, like you know, Liam Payne, it's acceptable for everybody. Bieber, you can finally get oh, your claws into no, Bieber. I don't want to. I don't want to bang Bieber. That's <laughs> that's not. I just want to sing songs with Bieber. I explained all this to Joey last night. Now Liam Payne is a different story altogether. But thankfully, actually, do you know what? I'm changing up. We're here of the week of Cheryl Cole. Thank you for making Liam Payne fair game. Jeepers, there you go. There you go. There you made fair game. She obviously did it. She did the opposite. She took him off the market. I know, but it, it's acceptable now. Oh, I know what you mean. At 35 to say. Making young lads fair game. Yeah. In general. Yeah. No, not obviously. Yeah, legal. In the 20s. Like. Yeah. Young men. Young men. Jesus, between you and the dog <laughs> and me and the young men, we're going. <laughs> this is the court case waiting oh, to happen. Oh, come here. Go on. Have you watched House of Cards yet? Have you nope. any interest in House of nope. Cards? Nope. I wasn't even it about. absolutely unbelievably fantastic. The most incredible dramatisation of anything on telly ever. It's just so fucking good, man. Kevin Spacey is Frank Underwood, right? He's basically Frank Underwood. He's a man that was wants to be in Series 1. He's, he's got a sight set on being the President of the United States. Okay. He, uh, Is it like, you're um, not going to watch it anyway, are you? No. Well, he makes it. He becomes president of the United States. Oh, well, that's and then a spoiler alert. Four is out now. Uh, and it's just been launched onto Netflix I watched the entire thing in two days I couldn't help it I got so unbearably and unbelievably addicted I was like a junkie walking around the house like a junkie I just need one more just need one more here please just one little bit more uh, like people ringing me at four o'clock in the morning and I'm like waking up I come into work at, f- at like six o'clock in the morning and I'm watching an episode before work that's how unbelievably addicted oh, I am troublesome just to see what happens and what goes on he's the most evil man on the face of the earth and he's taking control of the most powerful country in the world. Is it and like his, the West Wing? Oh, it's so much better. I've never seen that either. So, I'm just trying to make a comparison. Stop trying to plumass me. <laughs> Suzanne Kane, plumass me. But yeah, his, and his wife Claire Underwood who's the woman who on Princess's Bride uh, she's also so evil. They're such an unbelievably evil duo. It's like you're watching the ho- you're watching the worst people in the world in control of the world, and it's just addictive viewing. Is this like a biopic from- for when Trump takes over? This is the thing. This is the thing. If you watch it. Frank Underwood is still a better choice than what Donald Trump would really? do. Yeah, <laughs> okay. because at least he's so evil. He's he's putting on a front, whereas yeah. Donald Trump would be out, like Frank Underwood is so evil, but he's so in control. You know, the place is never going to fall apart under mm. Frank Underwood because he's such a such a such a what am I trying to say? Misogynist. He's like a machine. Oh, no. He's like a machine. His ambition is like machinery. You can actually hear it. So everything has to work well for him to stay where he wants to be. Gotcha. Whereas Trump is so out of control, he thinks he can just walk in and treat it like it's a, a McDonald's branch and uh, watch the whole world crumble and then blame I don't know. Arabs Someone else, you know. <laughs> so yeah, like so, it's actually more scary to think of Donald Trump being in control oh, than wow. one of these guys. I don't think. Oh, well, like, I might watch. I have a lot of things on my to-do list, but you know what I'm like. I'm bad for series relationships. Like, although I am holding out, I'm holding out, playing hard to get for uh, Orange Is the New Black. Oh yeah, can't wait for that. And there's Game of Thrones coming back. It's a silly season again. Walking Dead is on. I honestly think we're living in a golden age of television. 
I think we're living in a golden it's not television age. though, really. It's Netflix. Ah, that is television. Is though. it? Yeah, it's you watch it on television. Funnily enough, though, I remember years ago reading an interview with uh, Ricky Gervais, and he was talking about Netflix, which was kind of really unknown at this. It wasn't starting to come out in the UK or in the US. Um, and this is like 2011, and he was talking about it, and that you know things won't go to telly anymore, series won't go to telly anymore. They'll go straight to Netflix, and yeah. this is the way it'll be done. And the person interviewing him, like, essentially scoffed at him. They were like. Oh. Yeah. You know, Rick facing his crazy ideas and it's like well actually yeah it happened I remember yeah. 10 years ago people saying it and people thinking there was sceptics yeah. but a lot of people what were you know the, the people the younger people saw it coming long before everyone else as is so always listen, I, old people think they fucking know the right way they never do uh, I know that because I'm an old person that doesn't know what the fuck's going on most of the time true uh, but I remember when I was slightly younger and young people were saying it and it was going to go that way and it happened it happened almost in the blink of an eye instantly almost in the blink of an eye can I just talk to you about dog shite before we go you know that um, a weather that the year hasn't been cold that we haven't had a real winter do you know how you know dog shit dog shit is the greatest teller of weather uh, so I pick up my dog shit like every four days, say. I leave it four days. It should be every day. Couldn't be bothered, right? Uh, and Sorry, what, like, what? Me dog. I obviously let, like, oh, out the back. Out the back, out in the garden. I was like, do you just leave it on the road and then come back for four days later? That doesn't seem... Yeah, no, sense. no, not in the road, yeah. Right, I'm making you. a little phone, dropping uh, yeah. little things on Google Maps so I know where the shits are. And then <laughs> like, coming back when someone else has picked them up and me raging. What's that in the... It's Hansel and Gretel, is it? They follow the sweets. Did I tell you about Plop? Did I tell you about my app idea, Plop? Did I tell you about that? No, you can come back to that in a minute. Oh, no, I'll tell you now. Plop. Right now. I can't make apps. So if you're out there and you want to make a million, here's how you do it. Plop. Right? So it's an app. idea. It works like Halo, say. Right? So you're you're in town, right? Mm -hmm. You're in town. Mm -hmm. You're bursting. You've had a wave of I need a poo. It's hit you, right? And you're not at the stage where you can get on the bus, go home, or get in a taxi, right? You need a poo, right? Say you've got... Five minutes of decision-making time. Where am I going to poo? How am I going to do to poo, right? Here's what you do, right? You open Plop, right? You've previously downloaded Plop on your phone, right? Plop opens up and it's like Halo. So you see all the local toilets that are accessible, public toilets, on your phone. Uh They're all rated by previous Plop users, right? From one poops to five poops, right? Now, one poop would be a dirty toilet that you have to, you know past people and I'll be in an uncomfortable sit and then five poops is you know there's nobody you have to pass in a reception uh, there's like hand towels there's all of that sort of stuff you know so that's the five poop you know mm-hmm. like the one poop would be the ones where there's guys standing there giving their bottles of perfume and all Jesus you know yeah. you're in there and it's like you have to pay them off to say it never happened you, yeah. like, you know that stuff so you did the five poops so you look so you find that maybe a three to a five pooper, depending on the urgency. Okay. You go in, you you have a good sit, then you rate it, you let you leave the time and date, you leave standard quality, and then the next person on plop will know that it's still a high rated plop spot and that you can go there anytime. I think it's a ama- it's worth a fortune. It's worth a fortune. There won't be a man in Ireland wouldn't download plop. Wouldn't be a man in Ireland. You'd sell it for three euro pop easy. No problem, no questions asked. So, now, you, so it it's could even be, a free app. You have to pay for oh, it. Oh, you'd well pay for it. Jesus, subscribe to it. I'd pay a hundred euro subscription to that. I get caught out. I'm on the road. <laughs> I go gigging. I'm on the road. I'd be in every corner of this country doing gigs. And I'm telling you, you need what's known as the PGP, right? The pre-gig poo. And it just comes on. The nerves kick in. And you open plop. Bang. I know what to do. I'm in control of the situation. I'd go in. I'd rate it. I'd do it. I'd move on with my fucking life. And everybody would be a lot better off. Plop would help and service the whole world. Might be abused by people with eating disorders. You'd have to be careful about that. But generally speaking... <laughs> it's, it's, it's for poop it only. It would be marketed purely for... 
the action Poops. of the bottom. And that would be what it was for. I think it's a brilliant idea. Plop. Plop.com. Someone please set it up. Plop.com. Make the app. It's your idea. I give it to you as a gift. It is my gift to Imagine the... someone sets up the Plop app and... Hashtag Plop. And uh, Top of the Plop. <laughs> top of the Plop. Top of the Plops would be the ultimate. Do you know where Top of the Plops is at the moment? If you're a man in town... You're in town, you're on Grafton Street, or you're banging around, you're maybe top of the plops, Westbury Hotel. Fantastic plop, top of the plop. There's a four-star plop right next to it in Brussels, because you can go downstairs, you don't have to pass the barman, you can do a sneaky little plop, but Westbury Hotel, in, no questions asked, turn to the left is the best way to go, because there's a secret toilet down the end, on the right-hand side, nobody even knows it's there. You can sit in there all day, reading the magazine and the newspaper, drop a plop, and get up and go in your own time. Handhelds, lovely Martin yolk soaps, oh, it's magnificent. Magnificent spot, top of the plops this week. And that's so uh, PJ's Hero of the Week? Oh yeah, and I was talking about dog shit. Sorry, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know it's not a winter because I haven't had a frosty poop. Normally, the winter's the best time to pick up dog poop because it frosts over. It's like picking up a rock. They've been uh, they've been soft all year, which means the temperature's never been below zero. So oh, it's okay. been kind of disappointing. So there's nothing got to do with Wendy or Lilo's constitution. No, no, it's the frost. It's the frost. So it's it's been a rough winter. That was all I was gonna say. I got on before I got onto plop. I'd say I'd say I didn't, never mind the dog yet. Just maybe I'll stick with plop. Plop is a better. Okay. Plop is a better thing That's for people fine. to know about. That's uh, Look, we've learned a lot there. We have learned a lot. <laughs> you look so disgusted. I just, I, it's, it's, a, it's a male thing, but this is it. It's a learning every week. It's a learning curve. I sit there and go. Yeah, I think it's, a, I actually genuinely think it's a very good idea. I just hashtag do. plop if you want instead. And you can work that way for the time being. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, you can tweet us at... Dublin Podcast at PJ Gallagher at Suzanne4FM uh, Loads of tweets again this week so thank you very much keep them coming Oh International Women's Day it is Yes by the way that's today and uh, a very actually in work uh, in 4FM I was wished by one of our colleagues wished me a very happy International Women's Day and you know what I'm for that I'm not forget your Mother's Day but genuinely a very happy International Women's Day to all the women listening Oh, and can I just say to that? No. Nope. I've seen an incredible amount of moronic people on the internet, all, of course, the owners of penises, saying, and when's International Men's Day? What? Well, I don't suppose it's an International Men's Day. It's November 19th every fucking year. You can have your International Men's Day. There is an International Men's Day. Get over your fucking self. The reason it's not a big deal is there's no fucking history of male oppression. It's not a big fucking deal. We can have a men's day any fucking day we want. Women can now, thankfully, have a women's day any day they fucking want. It's just not a big deal that International Men's Day is on the calendar because nobody gives a fuck. So there is an International Men's Day. If you're if you're some way hard done by that you don't have a vagina today and you feel like you can't join in, hold on till November or shut your hole. And it's therein lies my rant. I didn't have to do it. <laughs> PJ did it for me. I was ah. going to say there was a men's day, but PJ did all the hard work for me. Oh, you're going to say there was a man's day? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Anything, I just don't understand Anything it. else to... Oh, by the way, thank you to You Magazine for anybody in Ireland. Uh, PJ and I are in You Magazine this month. Roz Purcell is on the cover, has an orange U on it, and we're in it talking about a podcast. That's true, yes. Yeah, I'm talking about the podcast so you can see what we think of it when yeah. we're not talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to each other. I'll give you Hero of the Week. Well, I might yeah, go on before we go. Sharapova. Brilliant. Char- tennis player. Well, like, everybody knows if it's, if you're new to the podcast, I ask you to go backwards because everybody knows that PJ, A, is looking, is in the market for steroids, B, believes in drugging and sport and C, has a soft spot. 
I yeah, for well, I just think fair play to her. They said you were drugging in sport, and she said, "Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, yeah." But I don't think she realised, or is that just me being naive? No, she says she didn't realise, and in she's fairness, crying and she's all. on the drug since two thousand and six. It was only banned last year. Yeah, she didn't really get. There was some email about it. She didn't read her emails. I totally understand that. I haven't read an email since they started the creating them. Ah, I that's get, why you didn't answer that one I sent you. Well, yeah, that'd Dear be it. PJ, yeah. I don't know if this is working out. I get low. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been coming in here tolerating me, wondering why did he not even ask me about the email? Jesus Christ. Uh, yes, yeah, so I just think fair play to her. She stuck her hands up. She says, yeah, I did it, yeah. Maybe there was a bit of a uh, confusion. I don't know. Nike, of course, pulling the plug. 70 million gone out the window over this drug. Aww. Ah, for fuck's sake, get over yourselves. I mean, it was for most of the time, it was a completely legal drug. Then, yes, yeah, she continued taking it. And even if she did continue taking it, it's not a performance-enhancing drug as such. It just helps with your recovery. Now, ah, I know okay. that's cheating. I know it's cheating. And I know that's cheating. I do. But... Is it like a horse tranquilizer? I don't think it's a big deal. I don't. If you're an American footballer... You, That's they, what I was about to say. Is it Peyton Manning? I don't know. Like, American footballers get banned for, like, three weeks or something. And then they're let back into the game. And no one blinks a fucking eye. But a tennis player or other people, they get it. And it's just, it's like a career-ending thing. And I, I don't know. I think it's... Well, she's your hero, then. Let me just tell you. If I was a tennis player, I would be juiced up to me super gills. I'd be, have, I'd be hair on the palm of my hands with all the steroids I'd be taking. <laughs> <laughs> so lucky. What are you doing Just pushing my palms Before I go out uh, Those Take comedians a... are lucky you There's could... no performance Enhancing jokes You could cornrow your hands <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes yeah, So there She's my hero of the week Oh I don't want to brag But I'm very excited I got invited to this year's St. Patrick's Day Parade What do you mean You got invited I got Anyone invited go? No no <laughs> You just walked down It's in town It's on O'Connell Street It's on O'Connell Street <laughs> <laughs> no, I got invited to the VIP grandstand how did you get that? So I have I have three things. I don't know. I have three bucket lists in life, right? One of the things I've always wanted to do was be invited to the VIP grandstand in the Patrick's Day Parade since I was a kid. How did you? And what happened? How so did you get I got invited it? through a PR company invited me. So I'm really excited. So I'm going. So obviously my pal will be there. Who's your pal? My pal. Bieber? No, my best pal. We flew together to New York. Oh, Michael D. Michael D. Higgins, yeah. Michael He'll D. be Higgins. there. So I'll be like, high five, Mickey D. Um, so he'll be there. Yeah, so I'm really so that's so my bucket list is that uh, to go on the late late show. That's part of my other bucket list of things that I want to do. So I'm going to go and sit in the grandstand. That's with my pretty pal. cool. Now I like that actually. I I'm like really that. excited about. That would be good fun. Yeah, that would. I love that actually. Fuck, I never get invited to anything, like anything. Yeah, I swear to God. My family had a bash last week and I only found out about it when it was over. Oh, uh, that happened. My cousins all had a cousin's night last Friday night and I didn't get invited. I don't get the fuck out. And you are, how, you get invited to every fucking thing. Chocolate dinners and all sorts of shit. I'm crazy excited. I need to get like obviously a green coat. My mum. Do you know the way mums are though when you get like invited? My mum was like, well you need a good coat and a perfect pair of boots now and you need a leather glove. You need a leather because it'll be cold. <laughs> you need a leather glove. <laughs> and now you bring an Ushi and I was like, oh, I'm not bringing him. He'll You're bringing wreck Joey. Him for, yeah, I'm bringing Joey. Yeah. He'll wreck him, like, Ushi and wreck it for everyone. So he can't come. So it's me, Joey, and I are going to the party. I'm so excited. It's gonna be brilliant. I know. I'm it's really excited. Be brilliant. Yeah. Well, I do like that. Oh, I forgot the whole point of the shit story. I forgot the whole point of it. I was talking about the dog shit. I forgot the whole point of it. The reason being, I went out to the park with the dog. Right. The do- oh, it's not gonna. It's not gonna work now because it's so late. The dog took a poop. Right. I put my hand in my pocket for the poop bag. I only had one poop bag left. There was a hole in the middle of it, so I couldn't pick up the poop. So I didn't know what to do. Uh, I was standing there and I thought, oh, maybe there'll be another dog owner. Didn't see another dog owner at that specific moment in time. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have to leave a poop. Unfortunately, this time I'm going to have to leave a poop. 
Not something I would normally do. But everybody gets caught out in odd time. So I went to walk away and then I hear a voice. <coughs> uh, your dog did a poop. Uh, you need to pick that up. And then he said, I picked mine up. And I went, did you? Yeah. Well, I thought you'd now at your age be using a fucking toilet. And uh, he looked really, really pissed off at me. Uh, like you're an aggro person to me. Like I'm people, not, people will see you on naked camera. They might listen to you on the radio, or they'll see you do stand up. And be like that, PJ Galler. I'd say oh. he's great crack. Yeah, if you meet him at the right time. But if you meet him trying to park his bike, walking his dog, and it's pooped, and you can't pick up the poop and whatnot. If he had said, "Here's a bag. Will you pick that up?" I'd say, "Thanks a million." I just look as you can see. I got caught out, but he didn't. He did that. <coughs> you need to pick that up. I pick mine up. So yeah. And you're a bit old for that, aren't you? Go to the new use the toilet. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry. It doesn't matter now. I, I ruined it. was way oh, too late. Oh, that's brilliant. And I ruined your very nice Patrick's Day story with it. That's like, listen, you ruined all my stories, so I wouldn't line. worry about it. I'm <laughs> about it. Right. Let's get this week done. <laughs> Can we? Well. I don't know. Well, I need to. That's how we're done. I'm allowed to be done. That's me done. Uh, don't nope. forget to subscribe on iTunes. You can tweet us at Dublin Podcast, at Suzanne4FM or at PJ Gallagher. Thanks. Peace and love. Rubber glove. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Y'all, y'all. You're listening too much, Michael Moore. It's official. <laughs> <laughs>